Put me in, coach. What's up, Mark? Welcome back to the podcast. Always good to, to have a chat with you and uh, discuss the problems of life. And you got something on your mind. I do. Thanks for, there. Thanks for having me back, Ed. Yeah, I remember uh reached out a couple weeks ago. I just kind of got a little bit uh, little fired up. Um, if we uh, remember our last podcast, um, one thing I'm really, really serious about and really passionate about is youth fitness and helping our kids uh, be better. And um, I think I said before... Uh, when our on our last podcast, I was going into off to become a fifth grade teacher. So I've I've been able to see things from a different angle. Uh, we just finished up our first quarter, and uh, it's been eye opening. It's a, a lot of what I suspected and was able to observe in the general public. But now being with kids every day in an elementary school, I'm, I'm seeing I'm seeing problems. And um, so I wanted to come on. I, I feel like I had something to say. Something was on my mind. Something was on my heart. Um, I might step on some toes, but I think that's okay. If you've ever been to a, a good good sermon, you can start to wiggle in the pews when the preacher feels like he's preaching at you, man. I, I might might ruffle a few feathers. Uh, but ultimately, my goal is not to upset anyone today um, or hurt anybody's feelings, but but to challenge uh, and and a call to action. Like I want to get maybe get some parents like, hey, we we can do better. We can do better for our kids and, and better for our our uh, our future. I like it. I like it. So so previously you had the perspective of uh, of a coach and a dad and obviously member of the community, and now with the new perspective, obviously that's that's probably uh, you know just like put a magnifying glass on some things that that you had seen previously. So let's get into it, man. Where 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 do we start, Mark? So uh, I um. The last several weeks, well, back up a couple weeks ago, um, they started doing the mile run at school. I was fired up, man. I got I got pumped. I remember my days as an elementary kid in the middle school. Like, man, I would get fired up for this. Like, I liked running. Um, I ended up being a, a decent runner in high school. Um, but just the idea that we were I was going to be tested, you know, physically tested um, as a kid, it it always you know motivated me to to get after it uh is that like you wanting to uh beat what you did last time and and like a, a personal like competing against yourself or competing with other people or just... I, funny you ask that so um you know as a kid i think um kids are naturally um they're inherently competitive man it's it, if you uh the very first thing kids are going to do from the time they can run is Let's see who's fastest. I'm going to mm-hmm. race you. You know, that is deeply ingrained into our our uh, our very fibers of who we are and who we're, what we're born to do. Um, you go back to the the start of the uh, the first Olympic Games, 776 BC, um, foot races. It doesn't even say, like, what they were, like the distance. It just says foot races. You know, mm-hmm. hey, we get to the other side of this field first. You know, mm-hmm. obviously there's no there's no clock then. They're not timing it. It's, it's one man against the others to see you can cross the line first so I think that that is one of our first motivators um I think kids naturally have that as a as an extrinsic motivator is like hey can I beat this guy um it's not until you like get older if you pursue running or track and field that you realize like hey we're we're going against the clock on my measure is actually am I improving versus the clock I'm always running against the clock and I have started with my own too like teaching them that mentality like hey you're you're not resting each other Mm -hmm. you're 
you know, you're going against a clock and the clock is quantitative and you show progress that way. So there's that. But for me, yes, it was, it was both. I, you know, I always wanted to improve. I'm, I always want to get better at what I was doing. Um, regardless, um, I was really tiny. I always felt like I had something to prove anyway. Just uh-huh. being like the smallest dude ever on the face okay. of the planet. Like looking like at tiny Tim. Well, thankfully for those who are listening, you grew out of that. You're not, I, you're not a still little tiny person. I did. I'm not still still a. Uh, a there's little anything wrong with that? Waif, waif of a human, but um, and then yeah, just can I can I be the be- the first to finish in my class? Uh-huh. Um, so all those things, the natural fat, uh, just like the natural fire to compete, to want to do well. Um, but it wasn't just me. Like, and this is where I'm going with this: is that like, man, it was like half the class wanted to do well, like half the class wanted to set a benchmark and then improve upon that time. So what I saw with, at least in my generation, that I've, I've had this conversation with my dad, you know, so he comes from, um, he was in, he would have been in school in the the sixties and seventies, which, uh, we will get to a little bit more of this in a little bit, but that was actually what they say was the peak of physical education in the United States. Mm. Um, sort of, with what they were doing. And we'll talk about that in a second, but um, it just kind of was natural, like go out there and to try effort, do something. So rewinding, staying on task topic, my windows of all the classrooms I'm in face where they were running the miles. So as I'm walking around in <laughs> class, I'm kind of keeping an eye on this all day. Like what's going on? And I'm, I'm into it, man. Like I'm fired up. I'm pumped. And, um, and you I, know some of the kids oh, too yeah, from seeing them around. So well, you're, you're like seeing, like you probably in your head you had somebody picked out. Like, I bet they can. I bet they're quick. You know, sure. And then, and then do they have the effort? Do they keep going once they hit that point of like getting tired? I I could totally so, like I'm I'm totally with you. Oh, well, and you and you know me from from coaching and and watching me coach. Like I get invested. In these kids, I get fired. Yeah, I want yeah. to see these kids do well. So like I'm gonna be in their corner. And be like you could do this and like. I, anytime I get a chance to coach, I'm gonna hop in there, man. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll go coach you. Uh, hey, today I'm gonna be your track coach, even though you just run the miles. Like, here you go. Mm-hmm. Here's, I'm gonna wear this hat today for you on your behalf. But um, so and obviously with my fifth grade, I knew all my fifth graders. But each fifth grade class would go one day per week as as they rotate through their resources. So they'd come in with their P uniforms on. I knew it was mile run day. I would walk in there. At 7.45, 7.50 in the morning, like, all right, let's go. You got the mile run today. And, and they would just, <laughs> and they're, they're they, like, they would stare at me like cattle chewing on grass. Like, why is this guy so pumped up that we have to go run today? And I was like, why are y'all not pumped up you get to go run the mile? Yeah. And um, so then I would just watch it. And what I saw, that's what got up under my skin is. I'm actually surprised that they still even do that in schools with <sighs> Maybe this is somewhere we're going. We'll, we'll so, get there. We'll so get there. Yeah, you know, we'll get there. You don't jump the gun yet, Ed. Yeah. But uh, yes, we're gonna go there because this—that's—that's uh, that's part of what is going on here. Um, and basically, the coach would blow the whistle, and you'd have three, maybe four kids run maybe the first lap. Most of the rest just started off walking, and of that, each class I maybe saw three or four kids actually try to like get a time, like run. Mm-hmm. And it hit me. I was like, man, there is just a systemic, like, lack of desi- desire. Like, a f- there's no fire to, like, I know it seems mundane. Like, it might seem like a mundane thing, but it's a measurable test. And I think it's it's still a unit of fitness that we can we can measure. But what it shows, 
it spotlights is that, hey, these kids, just, just, they don't care. They don't care about. And they don't need to care. Being fit, and they don't need to no care. Consequence. There's no consequence. Yeah. There's no accountability. There's no nothing they're going to be held to. It's just, hey, you have an initial time here. Can you do better? Okay, well, if you walked it in 27 minutes and 32 seconds, and then next quarter you walked it in 27 minutes and 31 seconds, congratulations, you mm-hmm. improved by one second. Great job. You know, like, they're going to get a pat on the back for that. But there's really no effort. So we're, we're kind of in creating this thing where we're not challenging kids. We're not holding them accountable. Like, hey, you can be active. You can be in shape. And we're just accepting the kids, like, horribly – deconditioned. So then what I saw, not only were kids not even running it, not even trying, I'd have one stud kid that I thought would do well. You said I would see one. Um, I happened to be, I happened to be out there the day he ran and uh, I was kind of talking to him and, and coaching him through. I knew he'd do. I was a great soccer player and uh, he ended up running a 655, which is fantastic for a fifth grader. Mm-hmm. A really great time. And then, um, and then my oldest, so they only do fourth grade through eighth grade, actually do the mile. The, the younger kids just do like a half mile and, you know, just give it, you know. Uh, I think he writes a time down, but I, I don't know if it necessarily means anything. Mm-hmm. But they're just kind of doing a smaller distance, a shorter distance. But And then my oldest is in fourth grade, and he had the second fastest time in the whole uh, elementary school, but obviously first and fourth grade, but he ran a seven thirty. But again, there's effort and of course if you guys if you know my kids, you know they, they work tremendously hard mm-hmm. um, you know, around the clock at, at, at fitness because that is a, a standard. That is something that is important and a a, a value pillar in our family, you know, yeah. is, is to be fit and active sort of ready for anything. Um but what else I saw was, you know, it's like the whole rest of the day kids would come in and they were ruined i mean uh, my ankle's swollen i can't breathe I, I was like you didn't even do anything you, you walked you walked for 25 minutes yeah and so that's where i started to get fired up and that's why i said you know what i might step on some toes but the level of decondition that our kids have reached is it's at a crisis level yeah right like to sit there and have a kid say like you know i you barely walked for a mile yeah you know, and hey, let me put it in perspective. All you guys taking these trips to Disney World and stuff, you're going to walk. And if your kid's not even in that kind of shit, you're going to have a miserable family vacation. Yeah. Your kid's just going to complain the entire time. You're going to be miserable. They're going to be miserable. And like I've always said when I was a, a, a coach, a personal trainer, movement strength coach, um, whatever nomenclature you want to use, uh, one of my biggest things was just general preparedness. Like, like, can you go do this? Can you go do that? Like, hey, my buddies took me out of the boat today, and we, they wanted to go water skiing. Like, I've never really done it, but yeah. I give it a shot because I'm, I'm, I'm conditioned. I'm well at a, enough of a physical, like, overall level to where I could like try something I haven't done and not be miserable. Like, hey, do you want to? My family's having a, or we're having a company kickball game or something like that we go out there and not blow out a hamstring yeah. i'm not saying that and and, and I say get, stuff doesn't and be, happen and be fit enough to participate and like uh essentially give enough like 100 percent effort or whatever such that you can enjoy it 100 percent. Right. yeah and i i mean like my my goal my mindset is like i'm not here to say like hey everyone's gonna be a top tier athlete or anything like that but yeah i would like for i would like to see us challenge ourselves, but also our children to be able to be more capable and, and more durable. I mean, it's, it's, 
I, I put it bluntly, man. The kids are soft, like yeah. super soft. Everything is a big deal. Like, man, you know. Well, it probably starts too with parents are soft. Yeah. But, but then all the um, the cultural aspects, like it's like, oh, we can't tell anyone that they're right. softer than we think they should be. Yeah, and so that kind of goes back to what you had hinted at earlier is um essentially we've just changed the standards we we are instead of maintaining a standard like i said earlier that seemed at the peak of physical education as far as like you know you got 30 kids walk into a a gymnasium for p in 1965 you know you got a couple kids that are kind of kind of doughy and out of shape but most most teenagers back then were just studs no. Yeah, it's probably the flip flop of what you said, it, where it sounds opposite. like yep. what f- ten to fifteen percent of the kids in each group were were ready to get after it, and the other nine, eighty five to ninety percent were, you know, loafing and and not committed, not engaged, didn't matter to them, and and it still like really affected them in terms of like oh, oh I'm sore, I'm exhausted, my ankle's swollen, but uh, it was the flip flop. Back then, exactly. I, I, I could see. No, it, it, uh, that's a, a perfect, perfect analogy. Like mm-hmm. it, it probably has. Um, you know, if we were to go back and put some numbers on it, I would say what you just said it would be spot on. Yeah, yeah. You know that the way that 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 pyramid is kind of shifted. Um, but uh, you know, and then what we started doing was we started slowly lowering standards and eliminating standards and eliminating tests. So we used to have the uh, presidential fitness award. Which mm-hmm. I, you know, when I got here, I said, "Do you remember that?" And, yeah, and yeah. I know, like, again, I'm not, in my opinion, that far removed from this generation now. Like, not like overly removed from it. Yeah. You know, not like my dad would be removed from this current generation of kids right. now. Like, that's t- skipping two generations, maybe two and a half almost. Uh-huh. And, um, but. I was like, I was thinking the other day, I was like, I haven't even seen or heard of this test anymore. But when I was a kid, like, we all went for it, you know? It was grades uh-huh. four through 12. I mean, I remember, like, looking at the dude next to me, was like, man, I've got to do more pull-ups than this guy to get this award. Like, I've got to run faster than this guy. And I feel like, too, like, the kids you played, let's say, recess with and, and the kids that were, let's say, like – um you know, able to do really well in the basket, the pickup basketball game during recess are probably the same kids that were really good that you played soccer with on the weekends. And I think like doing activities like that probably shed some light, uh, too, on like, you know, how fit they were. And, and obviously there's some, uh, things that go into that, that, that show how hard they work or how regularly that they train with their soccer program or whatever. But I remember like, I guess uh, until lo- the latter years of, uh, you know, growing up, I wasn't as good of an athlete, <clears throat> but but still not horrible. But I would look at those kids that were really good at soccer, and I wanted to be as good at soccer as them. But I realized, <laughs> like, through some of those things I'm talking about, the fact that they were all around physically fit enough to be good at recess as well as, like, did really well in that presidential physical fitness thing. And there was, there was another one, too. I'll, th- I'll think of what the name was in a second. There was, like, a congressional one, too, I think. But yeah. Then, it was, that, it was, was, that was the lower tier. There was, was a like, second tier down, and yeah, it was, yeah. it was um, yeah, it was called yeah, something like that. If you, if you, like, did really well, uh, you got the presidential it's like award. like a gold if standard did, and a silver if standard. If you did, you know, above average, you got the other one. 
So there was like consistency, which which is obvious. And I think too, you know, there's the it plays into like the adult life too. I bet a lot of the top performers in in uh, their career, there's probably somewhat of a correlation. Like those people also have a focus on fitness. But but I remember always looking at them and being like, damn. You know, some of these kids are good, and and then as I worked at it and worked harder developing myself, I was able to hit that presidential one, you know, uh, in, in some of those years. And I remember that being really rewarding. But it's it's, it's interesting, and man, the the tie that you make to um, anything like the Disney World one is good. I was trying to think about other examples, um, like anything to to. To like, let's say you go to Disney World, you don't want to spend a percentage of your time or like any of your thoughts to be occupied by, oh my God, I'm hot, I'm tired, my feet ache. You just, you want none of that to be the case such that you can just like enjoy the environment and see the things and ride the rides and walk quickly between rides without being out of breath or like, oh, I got to stop for water. So there is I'm a great, super Another great example. Woke up this morning. First fall-like weather we've had from this stifling heat. Yesterday, the heat index was a 99 degrees. This morning, 58. I mean, just a breath of fresh air. Well, I know this time of year, a lot of people want to go to the mountains. It's beautiful. It's starting to cool down. They want a break from the heat. And uh, that's another great example. I dare you to drag some of these kids just on a simple half-mile hike up a mountain to go see a pretty overlook. Or to go... go or just, just walk to around. To walk to a spot where it's like a good fishing spot. Maybe you got to walk like half a mile through the woods to the river, and it's like that half a mile would essentially ruin the entire day of fishing because like, ooh, I'm tired, now this sucks. Yeah, but I'm yeah. sore. The next And the next day, like, I can't even get out of bed because I, I went on a, you know... Um, a hike to go look at a waterfall. It was not that far. You know, again, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not saying, hey, you're taking this kid on a backpacking track, you know, a five peaks and, you know, yeah, five peaks in, in a week. We're not talking about climbing Everest. Yeah, here. we're not going nuts here. Again, it just, uh, okay, as I'm talking about lowering the standard, I'm even in conversation, lowering the standard of expectation, like, just for a family outing. Like, that. that's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. like, I again, I'm saying half a mile, but realistically, what trail is just half a mile unless you're just going to an overlook or like a scenic waterfall or something like that? Very like, few. Those like are like put, the, the it's biggest. Like putting a governor, a governor on the speed limit, it's like putting a governor on your entire life's like the joy that you can experience. Yeah, you are you are basically limiting what you can experience, mm-hmm. and it only gets worse if you cannot do something, some sort of intervention early on. There I am. I got back to where we're at. Fifth graders, elementary kids, just even younger, you know, fifth graders and, and younger. No, like, desire to do anything. And a lot of them play sports. That's what bugs me. Mm-hmm. A lot of them play sports. Like, more than half do a sport. But I'm like, are we, as a culture, and I know the answer to this, but I'm asking, are we as a culture just trying to be so protective and so like we don't want anybody's feelings to get hurt if they're not the best athlete, if they're not doing good. That's actually why they took out the Presidential Fitness Award because not enough kids were achieving it. So they said, well, we're just going to take it out altogether. So they eliminated it in 2013. Really? Then they came up, yeah, then they came up with the uh, Presidential Youth Fitness Program. 
Yep. Presidential Youth Fitness Program. And it's a dumbed down version. They got some silly names. I'll read some of them. They got this, the stretchy sit and reach. The stretchy. Uh, stretchy sit and reach. The terrific trunk lift. Correct curl up. Powerful pacer, which is like a, a running type thing. Uh, and just like the goofy names. I mean, it sounds like I'm watching a cartoon show well, yeah, for three year olds. In the morning. I'm like, even the names of it, like, yeah. you know, they, they, uh, like a terrific trunk trunk lift. We're not even calling it a sit up anymore. You know, like I mean, we have dumbed down even the names. I've become politically correct, so we're not hurting somebody's feelings. You know, yeah. like um, Ooh. and it's it's like I look at that. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, like here's the problem. First off, we're basically letting the government tell us how to be fit, and they come up with all these programs that don't work. Get out, uh, get up, get out, get and move. Get up and get out. Let's move. Um, play play sixty. These are all programs that have been out there. I don't know how they implement them. I think they just come up with a name, mm-hmm. say this is what our our thing's going to be. Um, I know uh, First Lady Obama had a a big a big push, um, and I think some successful influence. I know she, they she did like a workout thing with Beyonce, y'all for her popularity as well, and um, tried to get it. But where's the actual application with any of these programs? Whereas you could just say, "Hey, parents, coaches, you know, uh, let's let's push the kids a little bit." But that's the thing is that in school, what I'm seeing is that you can't, you know, mm-hmm. like you are, your hands are tied. Like you got basically got, you know, you basically have, hey, I can do this, this, and this. I can say, "Here's a ball. Here's the game." But if you don't want to do it, you can sit out. <laughs> like, isn't like 100% participation grade you yeah. know like but that's the thing like now we can't even enforce that like we can't even the one time we now that's the thing some of these kids pay very close attention to what I'm saying some of these kids that might be the only physical 40 minutes they get a week oh I'm sure right I'm sure it's a fair percent of those kids because the rest of them they're gonna go home and they get on their tablets get on their games whatever it is sit and again that's why we're seeing with Example, what I'm seeing, what I saw firsthand, a, a pretty big swath. I mean, I basically looked at it, watched a thousand kids over the course of three weeks come and go off of either a half mile run for the younger kids or a mile run for the older kids. And I watched the same effect. I mean, just walk, no effort, and miserable the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Miserable. You know, like uh, just the amount of complaints what just per, in my classes alone. Just. I would say that walked it without any without any running, I would say was probably right at 60%, bar, barring the first lap. I bet there's a lot of them would start running the first lap and maybe not even make it all the way around. Uh-huh. And it and, wasn't and even a full. each lap was a quarter mile? Not even a full quarter because it's six laps around, the, okay. around our soccer field was equivalent to a mile. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Five and a half laps, actually. But So uh, it was a little, less than a, a little less than a quarter, probably about a three. Wow. So essentially, that's um, that's probably two minutes of running per lap. Yeah. If a mile takes, you know, whatever, ten minutes. Yeah, we, five and laps. Then so if basically the sort of the goal was best case scenario, not best case scenario, but sort of the the target was two minutes per lap, six laps, a twelve minute mile. Yeah. Um, you know, it was kind of like, hey, here's like here's a relative benchmark for everybody. Yeah. And even like halfway into a first lap, they're 
were falling out walking. And then some of us walk, and some would walk, run, walk, run. I saw some effort, but so I guess overall what I'm looking at percentage-wise is a solid 60% just – there was no – there was nothing inside them that was going to say, I want to try. Like, and that's yeah. what – like, and I'm really big on effort and everything. Like, no matter what you're doing in life, just give me some effort, and, yeah, and yeah. you will get – you you might actually surprise yourself. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what you're doing, but like just try. Just do your start. Best. Well, start with I, I like start uh, with start with trying. But if you don't try, we're never gonna know what you can do, and uh-huh. you're not gonna know what you can do. And so, again, with me and kids all the time, and coaching uh, the strong start program, coaching youth wrestling, um, coaching my boys to do all kinds of stuff. Um, effort, you know, try, and then then we can go. We can do something with that afterwards mm-hmm. all right then we can set goals then we can do other things and then we can also intensify the effort like you you and i talked a little bit off mic not too much detail but talk about like tunnel laser vision mm-hmm. i think that's a different application not really what i'm talking about right now but i think it comes into play perhaps later and for some of these things but it could it, we could say it starts with at home like they, that could be thing like you know hey we're gonna totally restart this and this is going to benefit everybody. And I have had this with several of the kids that I work with at the youth fitness program, strong start mm-hmm. where they've gotten so into it. And then their parents say, you know what? They're into it. This kid's into it. Oh, we're going to get on board. We're going to make this a family thing now. And this is great. I had a kid come back. I actually have two, two kids. I, I, you know, um, I uh, took the summer off from doing the youth fitness program. I had kids come back and, um, I was like, man, they really did not regress. They stayed right where I last left them off. And they were telling me, you know, like, you know what, Coach Mark? I was, I was so excited. I kept working out. And then once, once or twice a week, I had to work out with my family. They, I would go to the gym with my mom and dad, or we would all go together. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, this, now, this is what I'm talking about with yeah. the ripple effect. When you have a calm piece of water, I always say this is how you, how you make your mark in the world. Or your legacy, Right. So this is what I what you what the analogy I love to use is. I've got dead slick water. I throw a rock right in the middle of it. That rock hits, makes a splash. Right, that was my initial impact on a life, on a moment. Okay. Yep. Then the ripples start to go out. Well, then those ripples, they're not me anymore. They represent what did that person do with it? Who did they influence? Like, if I had a kid that got so on fire for fitness and taking care of themselves that they said, "Mom, Dad, you guys need to do better." I'm an eight-year-old kid and I'm, I'm calling you and I'm asking you, I'm calling you out and I'm asking you to come join me and let's do this together. And then the parents are like, yeah, we could get back in shape. Mm-hmm. We're not in our 20s anymore. We could get back. And then they're doing it. Now they do it. Then they start telling their friends about it. Their friends start exercising. And now you get this like ripple effect where yeah. one person goes to the next person, but it's all done by example and by action, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. they're doing it, you know? And so like, that's what's cool when I have kids come back and say, man, nope, now we're doing it as a family. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, man, that was a part of that. That's great. So what I'm that's what I'm on here to do. The message today is like, parents, you gotta move. Kids, you gotta move. Anybody's listening, you gotta move. You gotta start to to push it a little bit. Um, you know, again, uh, you don't have to go crazy. Consistency. This is this is where consistency comes in. Every morning I get up at five and one. This is during school. Um, and by five thirty Myself and my two kids are either outside for a run around the neighborhood or in the garage for a workout. Now, we do have a, an actual written plan. I 
we can talk about that in a minute, but if you don't have a plan, you're going to fail. Like mm-hmm. you got to write something down, have something to follow. You can rotate it out, but you fail to plan. You plan to fail. Right. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And having a, and, and also having a written plan, something to follow will help you create routine. Routine is key for success. And without routine, the consistency doesn't even happen. Once you get the routine, then you get the consistency. Then the consistency leads to success, goals, and overall, um, and eventually performance. You know, so our workouts in the morning—they're not that long. Mm-hmm. Thirty minutes tops, because we got to get ready for school, got to get breakfast, get lunches made, get out the door. All right, we're not. This is not long, but it's consistent. You know, in the last twelve weeks, there's only been one that was missed. Mm-hmm. and that was after a super long week of travel. I really didn't miss it. I just didn't get up that morning. We pushed it to that afternoon on a Monday. So you're saying 12 weeks of 12 school, weeks. five days a week, you guys have gotten something in. 5.30 in the, in the morning. First yeah. thing in the morning. So two things happens when you do that, and and I'm a big fan of this. Myself, like most people, have an absolute ludicrous schedule. I'm, I'm, I'm no different than anybody else. I'm not. I'm not any busier than any other Average middle class. Well, any busier or no, any less. Any busy. less busy. Yeah. You know, I talked to yeah, talk to anybody out there. They have a job. I might have a second job. They have practice. They have scouts. They have dance. They have cheerleading. Whatever it is, you know, you know meetings, um, networking events. We're all busy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've done two things in one fell swoop by carving out that little bit of time. Those extra thirty minutes, and uh, the, uh, people hear me on this. Those extra thirty minutes of sleep are not going to outweigh. The benefits mm-hmm. of getting up just a, a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. If you're normally going to get up at 5.30, get up at 5. Carve that time out. Get a little workout in. You can do anything you can. Anything I'm saying, you can do at your own house. Yeah. You don't need a lot of equipment. You just need motivation and you need a plan. I think first thing in the morning is super important for a lot of reasons too. Because, um, So I do the same thing every morning. I start at 5. So you actually sleep in 30 minutes longer than me. What's, good. I'm <laughs> just kidding. But... um. So I feel like every every day <clears throat> is is just so much better. I feel better, more crisp, more alert, happier, less stressed. Like it just impacts so many aspects of life, and and just like how nice your day is, and um, and two, then it doesn't get bumped off the schedule because being busy, having like let's say so many buckets and wearing different hats, you know the. <coughs> The dad hat, the head of the household hat, the uh, business guy hat, husband there's hat. There's just like there's always something that that you could be doing or doing more of or catching up on or whatever. So when I get in the morning early, there's no way it's getting bumped off the schedule. And and honestly, if I don't get in the morning, I'm like, oh, today I need to pick up on some rest. Like I'll just get in. I feel like the the risk of it getting bumped off the schedule is probably like 75, 80%. And I think I'd say it's even higher. So there's a super low, there's, there's almost, it's almost, it's not going to happen unless it happens at that time, at least as it pertains to me. Um, I think one thing that's like in, I guess two things that, that I was thinking about as you were talking is, is that like, I think it's important. It's really important that it's it's not just about the the fitness side and like getting cardiovascular fit. Like those are those are great things. It's not just like building muscles or anything like that. The the whole like how it affects the whole life. Like I bet 
It brings down the stress. It brings down the anxiety. Also, it has like the knock-on health effects of, of bringing down like cardiovascular disease, probably improving your immune system and, and, and on and on and on. But I think that just like quality of life from from all the other aspects is just, I mean, that in and of itself is, is enough reason to do it, you know? Like, like man, managing stress, being happiness, being like not dealing with people rough because you feel better because, and, and you've taken the edge off by getting a little exercise in the morning and exercise can be whatever, the, whatever you want it to be. It can be a run. It could be weights or it can be stretching yeah, or it can whatever. be, you know, just <clears throat> take a lap around the block, like just doing something. I feel like takes the edge off enough where where just how you interact with people is going to be nicer how how you approach your day you know it's going to give you a few minutes e- either to like think and think about your day or um or not to think about it at all such that when you enter work you haven't like sweat it like I was in a thing with a dude the other day and he said he he has a 40 minute commute to work and and uh, he actually listens to like a podcast or a book or music or whatever. That his rule for himself is it has absolutely nothing to do with work, and he won't take any work calls on the way to work. Such that like he's he's sort of like checked that box and had his time. When he gets to work, he's just like boom, hits the ground running, and and is not thinking about oh you know I'd really love to listen to that new book or listen to this cool song or whatever you know but the secondary piece of what I was thinking as you were talking about that is is like uh we were talking about teaching the kids how to ride a bike right and and I think both of us have have recently done this and once we committed and and got to it it was like we made so much progress so fast but what I sort of uh mandated for myself was we're going to work on this a little bit every day and so that way it's fresh in the brain right like here's the things I did yesterday here's sort of my lessons learned like if my hands aren't super heavy on the handlebars I don't like my my mistakes and how I manage my balance isn't so significant was like a particular one that we focused on so and then like starting stopping whatever so it was all fresh and and the practice was day after day and and let's say the return on investment like the learning curve was was quick quickly navigated and and it took like let's say three days and we were completely up to speed with riding a bike and and I could tell that there was a lot of um that meant a lot to my boy and so I said yeah you're right that was so cool that was so fun it was so exciting to see how proud you were of yourself now Let's talk about this for a second. Just think of all the things that you can apply that to. Like, if you want to, you know, uh, do some art, like learn how to be a good drawer or... Learn a language. Learn, learn how to to write stories or learn a language. If you want to become better at anything, essentially just take that same approach. Like, let's let's work on it a little bit every day. Let's make small progress every day. Over the course of 30 days, it's like, boom, we, we, man, we made some exciting progress. And over the course of, like, you know, months, it's just, it's, it's crazy. And I was like, essentially, you can do anything in life, son. 
if you just ap- apply exactly what you're super excited and proud of yourself for doing now. And and I think, like, to the fitness and, and to those things, that's just, like, an amazing superpower that I, I don't think enough people take advantage of. It's, it's so crazy. But I think that's, that's, like, the neat sort of, like, sneaky, awesome thing about it. But we we can go back to the like deeper down the uh, the fitness thing. I just think those those things are really really cool. Yeah, no, I think it's uh we'll get back to that in a second. I think it's funny you say about the bike because uh I had the, the dad guilt. Santa Santa brought some bicycles Christmas and just with a busy schedule they just sort of sat and it wasn't until the the world took a break when COVID the pandemic hit. And the world said, hey, everybody stop. Everybody take a break. The universe has given us symbols that we're all too busy and we all need a pause. And I was like, hey, it's nice. Hey, it's April. Let's go, uh, let's go learn to ride our bikes finally. Yeah. And like you said, three days of just like getting out there a little bit. And there we were. But, um, but back to the morning routine. And, and, and again, routine, that's a word we need to focus on. It's a takeaway word. Routine and consistency. Um, also priority. So when you set that is the first thing we're doing this morning, today, every day, this is our first, the way we start a day. And like you guys are going to be people out there. I'm not a morning person. I'm not this. I'm not that. Okay. Fair enough. Try, try it for a month. Again, I'm not asking you to get up at four in the morning, just whatever it was 30 minutes earlier than you were currently doing 30 minutes earlier than your current alarm. That's not a big sacrifice for the benefits that we're talking about. We're talking about 30 minutes, five times a week, okay? Over the course of a year, it translates to about 130 hours. I like it. That adds up in just a little bit of time you say. Another thing, this is big, okay? You're making fitness a priority. And we hear this, there's this big trend right now, self-care, self-care, me, love yourself, love yourself better. What is better than investing in yourself? There is no greater investment in yourself than your own personal health and well-being because if you invest in that then you're there for your loved ones longer you're there for your loved ones in a more physical a more mental clear uh mentally clear um uh you have more energy okay like you might think man that's gonna make more tired now you have tons of energy i mean that i come out of i come out of that show up to work like i've been shot out of a cannon because i've just had a workout i got all these endorphins going my blood's pumping you know, and I've also found that with the kids, this is big behavior. The behavior changed when we got back more consistent with the workouts and more. There was none of this battle in the morning. They wake up, they change their clothes, they get into their workout clothes, they go straight in. The, now, now we're at a point because we've been doing it so long. That a lot of times they're actually waiting on me to get mm. out there. And another thing is I used to have to get up really early to do my workout and then I would coach them. But now they've become more capable. So I, we just work out together now. So mm. that, that's been a benefit too. Um, but, um, but their their behavior, like they get the blood flowing, and I'm telling you, like just get it, you get a little blood going to these little critters' brains, mm-hmm. like a little energy out in the body uh, in the morning, a little bit of wiggles, like the morning is so less chaotic. And then another thing, one of the greatest stressors in everyone's life is being pressed for time. If you are trying to rush out the door, but you've got up a little bit earlier and you've structured restructured some things, and again, I'm talking about routine and pattern. You start to get in a better rhythm, as things become less chaotic and less stressful. Yeah. That being said, I still have those mornings where 
crap, we forgot to do something or this got misplaced or you got to do that. We, we all have those mornings. But mm-hmm. overall, it's not wait till the last minute, jump out, try that. You've got a plan. You've got a structure. Um, I, I, I'm getting off the, the main topic a little bit here, um, but I think it's important because uh, what I'm what I'm trying to do here, Ed, is not just tell you what to do or say, hey, you need to do better with your kids. I'm actually trying to give you a real solution, a, a, an applicable solution. Like, mm-hmm. hey, here's a model that works. It's not just works in my life. Most people, like you said this, probably the uh, most successful CEOs in the world, I would say that 90% of them work out and most of them do it first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are a lot of them that that's, that's, they're going to do it first thing because like you said, if it doesn't get done, it moves on. So again, my goal is not say, hey, everybody come up, become, you know, 4.30 a.m. morning, early birds. I'm saying we back it up a little bit. I'm giving you a real application to get things to get going on this. I'm, I'm giving you the how to, not just, Hey, you should do this. It doesn't do me any good to come on a podcast and rant about something that I see an immediate call for change. Cause we do, this is, it's bad. It's bad out there. Okay. <laughs> These kids are out of shape and it's, it's bad. And we're talking about, you know, overall some major, major hell. I'm, I think that if we don't do something soon, Ed, if as parents, educators, whatever we can, Coaches, any anybody that has influence on these children, if we do not do something about their physical plight right now, we are looking at numbers that are far worse than we already have in the United States, and we are the most unhealthy numbers: uh, of diabetes, heart disease, yeah. um, obesity. Like these rates, they're not going down. Yeah, and they're not going to go up a little bit from what I'm seeing. I think that in the next. 15 or sorry the next 20 30 years is the, the generation i'm looking at right now when they hit into that is uh late 30s into their 40s um these problems show up earlier in life and they show up in greater percentages um mm-hmm. just from what i'm seeing out there now so um i think like it is, the it is average a big deal life expectancy has gone down hasn't it yes it did for the first time even though even the medical was, uh, technology and medicine has advanced so significantly. Yeah, that study came out. I believe it was launched. I believe it was released last year. Was the first, uh, first year that the number had gone down in in like thirty to thirty forty years or something like that. Yeah. So with you know, I'm just kind of off the top of my head, vaguely remembering when it came out, but I remember it being a, not a shocker. I mean, I, I looked. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, yeah. seeing where we're at. Yeah, so with the advancements of medicine, medical technology, education of these people in the field, you would think that life expectancy might slowly get better or whatever, or uh, whatever, you know. But then not only has it not gotten better or even stayed the same, it's gotten worse. So I feel like so, the I most mean, there's clearly an underlying larger factor that's going on, and I, I think you have a good point. The one thing I was interested to hear your opinion on is – is it's really interesting to me, like it is all the butterfly effect and how it's all interwoven. Like it's it's interesting to me what you were saying about the mornings are easier, and if if the if the mornings are easier with the kids and and rushing out the door is is a large contributor to stress, and then that knocks on to make you more uneasy at work, and maybe you're underperforming, so then maybe your your performance isn't good so then you don't get you know the bonus or you or maybe you don't get the pay raise and it's just like everything kind of 
and it all starts with making a small change, like making a little commitment to do something every day and, and do something with the kids. And, and then, too, you're getting the quality time. Maybe you're having a conversation while you're taking that little walk around the block. Like, it's interesting to me how it all super, like, weaves together and some little change, like 30 minutes a day, because you're less stressed going to work or you're more focused or you're what you had some time to gather your thoughts in the morning, you do better at work. And then that impacts your compensation. And then that impacts what you're able to do to feed money back into the family situation to take that trip to Disney world and have this special family experience. Or it's just like, man, that, that really like is, is a massive, like just thing for me. Um, yeah, and, uh, well, and, uh, so another thing, like, dude, all been guilty of this, man, like, I can think of many, many mornings not getting out on time, and I spend the entire car ride just shouting, yelling mm-hmm. to kids, you gotta get out, you know, get out, I, I told you a hundred flipping times, you know, that we were leaving in ten minutes, you weren't ready, you put your shoes in the same spot, over and over again, that diminishes the better the routine, all right, and then, again, I'm saying, what I'm, what I'm getting at here is we're setting a standard. We're setting a tone from the beginning of each day that fitness is a priority. And then through the fitness, uh, there's a whole routine and a discipline in our life that comes out of that. And, and you know, that's another thing. So many people just lack personal discipline. Man, everything we just talked about, all the health effects, all the, like, negatives of being out of shape. There's not a single person that's going to hear this or not hear this podcast that walks the face of the earth that knows that it's beneficial to be in shape, that it's beneficial to eat better, right? Nutrition, I think we need to have a separate podcast on child nutrition. I'd love to do that sometime. That'd be interesting. Because watching these kids eat, it's a nightmare, okay? And again, oh, I put it back on the parents. I don't I don't mind ruffling some feathers today if it, if it helps us have better youth. If it mm. helps our youth have a brighter, more healthy future, I do not mind ruff, ruffling a few feathers, stepping on a few toes. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm not calling anybody a bad parent. That's not what I'm doing. But I'm saying we, I, I'm a big fan of personal responsibility and taking charge of your own life. You are responsible for your actions and also being an example. It starts with you. If you will set, you set that alarm. You set that standard. You set that pace. You know, if you want to make a change and your kids, like, man, my kid's out of shape. Don't just go put your kid on a treadmill. Get up there with them. You yeah, know, or do- put them on blast and be critical of them. Like the lead, the lead by example thing is important. I was, I, as you you introduced this topic to me that you wanted to discuss today. The other day, I was thinking about it, and I was out riding my bike in the neighborhood, just like getting some fresh air the other day. And I had had a conversation with somebody else that was that was similar to this, and and. How can we address like some of these problems? And um, as I was riding my bike, I was like, well, I'm out here. I'm seeing people around the neighborhood. I'm waving at them, saying hi. I'm smiling at them. You know, maybe maybe I'm just giving them a little bit of happiness for a minute. Like, oh, that guy was nice, you know, making them feel a little bit better. But also I'm out here and and uh, I'm riding and maybe that encourages like one of the 20 people I waved at to be like, maybe I should go ride my bike. And and I was like, this leading by example thing, I think is is really important to the extent not not that 
Not that, uh, you know, you sort of peacock and say, look at how fit I am, but, you know, just just you feel better, you, you set a good example, all those things, and then, and then to the extent that affects, like, communities, you know, and it, it lights a fire with 10 other people who then interact with, who set a positive example for 10 people themselves, and all of a sudden, it's just a huge multiplier. Yeah, and let's say, <coughs> just to... To touch base on that real quick, you know, with the the uh, prominence of social media, um, like ninety percent of my social media is, is videos of my kids working out. Mm-hmm. You know, and yes, I'm super proud of them and their efforts. But again, it's a byproduct of a of a culture we've created from day one. But um, I don't do it to to boast on them. Although I am proud, and and sometimes sometimes they actually do do some pretty incredible things mm-hmm. that are worthy of 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 a of, of a dad brag. But um, I do it to to hopefully motivate and inspire. You know, like, hey man, I see these two kids just constantly getting after it. Man, maybe I can do it. You know, see some thoughts like, man, this kid's got more discipline than I do. Cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. We have a mutual friend that's a, a collegiate wrestling coach, and um, at 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 uh, and he said, oh, he's like, man. I'm going to use one of your videos to motivate my, my college athletes that there's, you know, a nine and seven year old out there that actually work harder than you, yeah, you know, and they're yeah. like putting in that, that they're willing to get up and not hit the snooze button. And, um, man, I, that's, you know, I, I know we're running short on time, but, um, real quick, man, I, I, I know I've, I've shifted and kind of gone to the morning routine because I think if you can change that, you can change that. But like when you hit snooze, you're hitting snooze on your life. Like you're yeah. hitting snooze on opportunity. And we talked a little bit before this minutes become, um, hours, hours become half days, days become full days of wasted time. Mm-hmm. when we're not getting after it. So don't hit the snooze, set something tangible to work towards and come set a program. And if, and we can, if you want, we can link my, email or uh, social media in here with somebody wants to any questions like, Hey, help me. Hey, I'd love everything you said, Mm -hmm. but I have no idea where to start. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Like that, that I understand that Mm -hmm. this can be super overwhelming to say that you're right. You're right. Mark, my kids are out of shape and I don't know where to start or how to motivate them. Yeah. And well, I think you've already where, started. Where to begin? I have started. I think you do. But, but, you do the leading by example. You do that. You uh, the the charisma, the sharing uh, of the experience, and like what what has been great for you. You share that with other people in an effort, not to talk about you, but to to inspire. You know, hopefully, some of those people. And then, obviously, the programs you're involved with. So, I, I think you're doing it, man. And I think you keep doing it. Well, also. You know, we you said this. Um, this is cool too. You're getting you're double dipping on this, right? If you start exercising with your kids, if you make this a family thing, mm-hmm. you know, you your kids, spouse, whoever, you know, you start making this a family thing, right? Now, you're double dipping because you're also getting quality time. Yep. I read some crazy stat long time ago. I'm I'm sure it's changed. I think I think there's more dads involved now, but. Back in the day when it was like the dad goes to work, comes home. Mm. It's something like the average dad gets 39 quality minutes with their kid per week. And I was like, whoa, that's wow. that's like jacked up. And I mean, I couldn't, there's no way I could tolerate that. Like, love being around my kids. But 
you were saying, uh, you know, like to get the interesting conversations, like when you're hanging out. Man, some of our morning runs, my oldest, that dude's brain will start working, ask me about the constellations, mm-hmm. you know, deep questions. Where's the universe from? Man, we where did, started where talking, did God come from? We like, we get deep. About college the other day, and he brought it up, and, and decision making around like what to do when you get to that stage of life. And I was like, man, where did this come from? But we had, we had spent in the three previous days, like, uh, time making progress with riding the bike and yeah. things like that. And and it was, it was just cool. The things that were inspired to your point. Yeah, time in you get extra time with the family. You're, uh, positively, you're putting in positive input, right? Mm-hmm. You're putting good in. Okay. And good comes out. Right? I'm a big fan of input output, put more good in, more goes out. Um, you're, you're improving your health. You're improving your fitness. We're lowering stress. I mean, it's it's a win win win, but also what we're doing is we're we're stopping, we're trying, we're we are trying to put an immediate halt on the pattern of, um, soft kids, deconditioned kids, and and helpless. You know, like can't do. Yeah. Like give them the confidence. This was our, our my big talking point in our first podcast was um, if you can give a kid confidence, you are equipping them to do anything, to be capable of anything, and I'm. I cannot stress enough. One of the biggest, uh, biggest ways to gain confidence is just be like a, a fit person, like a capable. Yeah, I can do that. Mm-hmm. I, I could climb that tree and, and no problem. You know. Yeah, in the I respect can, it's functional fitness. It just impacts everything. You know, it's yeah. just it's not. It's about getting fit and feeling good and all that stuff. But I mean it. It just applies to how you can use it. Having those those quality days where you take a weekend trip and, and you don't have to worry about I'm tired, I'm hot, and I'm thirsty. You're you know, you've got a certain level of condition to be able to do that such that you can just enjoy the, whatever the uh the thing is. So Yeah. Quality of life. That's what I, I want everybody to experience yeah. a, a better quality of life. And you're I, giving I them a it, tool. I'm giving you a tool. I'm giving you a tool, I'm giving you, you know, a a plan, startup plan. Again, I didn't come on here just say you need to do this. Here's how to. Yeah. Um, here's a suggestion on how to. A a a model to follow. Um, as far as the program itself, you know, you find something that works for you. What are your goals? Like you said, you want to do yoga three days a week and a, a, just a, a nice walk around the block. Cool. I mean, you're you're busy, you're active. Like everybody's goals are going to be different. I think the overall goal is to get kids active again. Get them out of this horribly deconditioned state, and maybe just give them a, a lot more confidence and, and toughen them up just a little bit. You know, like yeah. it's, um, we 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 can't keep going in this pattern of just lowering the standards to make everybody happy. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to push a little bit, and and, and everybody's gonna have to you gotta get up get up off your butt. Yeah. So I like it, man. That's about it for today. Let's start a movement. Yeah, <laughs> I'm always trying to. So Amen. thanks for having me and let me share that, that message. It was on my heart. Um, kind of kept it short and to the point today, but, uh, yeah, that was, that was bugging me. I was like, I, I knew I could call you. I was like, I gotta, I gotta get my word out here yeah. real quick. So, uh, well, it's always a pleasure. Thanks man. All Go right, be man. active guys. Cheers.